Oh, yeah, ladies and gents, it wouldn't be fair to let the Fulham Football Club clinch a spot back in the Premier League unless we let Fulham American superfan Andy Maslin have a minute to celebrate in real time. Fulham just secured their spot. Andy Maslin, how the heck are you? I am excited. I am stoked. Fulham is back where they belong. Hopefully Craven Cottage will be rocking next year with fans. Fulham is a, is a, is a team that belongs in the, in the, in the top flight. They, they belong in the middle of the table, possibly fighting for a spot in Europe, doing well in the FA Cup, and being in the Premiership will allow them to do it. Welcome back, Fulham, to the Premier League. Absolutely. Now, you've got to feel great that this time they were only down for one year in terms of their last spell in the Premier League. Does that make you feel good about the direction of the club overall? It, it does. Overall, when you look at it overall, Fulham, Fulham is a team that has a deep-pocketed owner. Um, you know, they, they're in London. They do have some history and tradition. Um, when, you're co- when you're first coming back up, uh, you know, like they did a couple of years back, it's tough to adjust right away. Uh, you know, it's different, um, different regime in place than was last time they were up there. You know, they made some mistakes. Hopefully it's been, you know, being down for one year, they learn from, they learn from those mistakes of what they need to do when they go up, where they need to spend. Hopefully the money that they, that they got from being in the Premier League last time helped with their academy and their development and their scouting. You know, and they're still, they'll see the fruits of that, you know, this time up. It's just just exciting for them to be back up and uh, hopefully it'll be up to stay you know some of these teams that get up their ownership their stadium you know it's just not up to par you know they they catch they catch the lightning in a bottle and win the league get get up for one year but they're not they're not set up for long-term success full and but you know success being relative you know but not being one of those top 16s being a middle of the staying up staying up is success that first year after you're up right i mean yeah you know there are certain teams that go up and you know okay they're up for a cup of coffee and down before you know it i think fulham's fulham's gonna stay up for, for a long time now yeah they seem to have set this up i mean nobody wants to leave the premier league like they clearly didn't didn't win the playoff a couple of years ago to go up to get basically relegated. I mean, they, they got smoked out of the gates two years ago, and they just never really had a shot to stay up. But, you know, part of it was that ownership group. Part of it was they spent this entire year renovating Craven Cottage, the old one of the oldest grounds in the world, um, getting it ready for, you know, that next time up. And it seems like, to your point... You get the money, you get the parachute payments to go back down that first year down. If you come right back up, it doesn't kill you. And like they've now hopefully gotten their self, like you said, they've gotten their organization to a point where they can weather that storm next year and not be that favorite to get relegated off the bat, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's exciting they're back up and, and like it, it, it if if they go back down after a season, I may I may have to jump jump off the full train. But you got to feel good about it. And it's funny, I was saying to somebody earlier, two of the two of the largest Fulham fans I know in the United States, at least, are you and your name's Andrew, and then my cousin Andrew Brown. Both Fulham fans for different reasons. Now, your reason has to do with your honeymoon, is that correct, or were you a Fulham fan before that? Well, I I, I was not that into soccer before. But I had always kind of liked Fulham because I, I followed Fulham. I always followed soccer around the World Cup time. Yes. And Fulham just kind of has had, um, over the different World Cups, there's always been one American on Fulham. Um, right. Clint Dempsey back in the day. Um, 
Brian McBride. Yes. Uh, before him, um, there's someone else I'm missing. So you know, it's always kind of been in the, um, you know, on the tip of my tongue. And then when I went on my honeymoon, Fulham was one of two London teams that were home that weekend. Um, that I was there, and it was the only one I could get tickets for. And then I really started doing my research. I liked the Craven Cottage piece of it, you know, kind of like the Fenway Park of, of the Premier League. Right. Um, and, and there was just a lot to like about Fulham, and going was just a great atmosphere. So Yeah, it's, it's funny. My, my cousin Andrew had a similar situation where he lived in London for a few years for work, and he wanted to start going to Premier League games because there's so many teams in the Premier League in London, and the only team that you could get tickets for regularly was Fulham. And so, you know, you go to a few games, next thing you know, it's like, well, why don't I just like these guys, you know? And that's, it's pretty cool. Now, the other interesting thing about being a Fulham fan, and again, they've had their successes over the years, but they've had so few that it's not like you're jumping on a bandwagon with no history, but you're also not jumping on a bandwagon that's like literally a bandwagon. So it's got to feel pretty good as well. Yeah, well, you know, as I get into soccer more and more, and now I'm probably, you know, eight years in of watching regularly, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, as other, my friends get into it and when it comes to who, who do you pick, it's tough. Like I like Arsenal cause I got into Arsenal cause you were watching them. And then the, the Gooners are a strong um, club. So if you want to go out and watch a game, you can see it, watch it with fellow fans and, you know, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester city, you know, all the big clubs, it's easy to jump on, but then you feel like a bandwagon fan. Correct. Um, but you know they're always going to be up. Like, you always run the risk that a team like Fulham's going to get relegated just because they have a bad year. Yep. Like, my brother, who's just getting into soccer, he picked West Ham as his, as his team. And I think that's a great pick. It's not a bandwagon team. Nope. They're good enough. It's a fun name. So, like, it's tough to pick one of the top, you know, the, the top teams that are going to be there every year. It's like starting to watch baseball becoming a Yankees fan. Right. Absolutely. And exactly, exactly right, which is why you and I are – also, you know, we're big fans of, like, uh, Plymouth Argyle down in the fourth division. Just got promoted to the third division. You know, you got to start somewhere. You got to start at the bottom. I, I, I am the number two Plymouth Argyle fan in the United States. You are. Absolutely. Who's number you are one? number one. Oh, I am? Yes. Oh, I thought you were number one. Anyway, we're, we're the top two guys. <laughs> yeah. Top two guys in the United States. Um, let me ask you this. So, Brentford Football Club. They are they are, they literally are like the equivalent of a Thanksgiving Day high school football rival in terms of distance from Fulham. Um, they have not been up since the 1940s. Obviously, it took 104 minutes for Fulham to score tonight. They've apparently the last nine playoffs they've been in, they've lost all nine. Do you do you have anything to say to them besides tough luck tonight? Obviously, your guys won, but how, how does that strike you? You lost. Yet yeah, there, there's there's two ways to get promoted, and they didn't they yep. didn't get either one. They didn't come in top two, and they didn't win in the playoffs. Yep. And that's that's the hardest lesson that, that either one of these two teams today was going to learn was both of them had a chance on the last day of the season to to win instead of lose or tie, and they would have been up. And the team, you know, uh, whoever came in second, now I forget, would have been in this playoff. And they both screwed it up, and they both wound up within just one goal of each other. So I think Brentford was the three seed, and Fulham was the four seed, and they had the exact same amount of points. They both had a chance in the last day of the season. They both choked. And so only, you know, and there wasn't even a guarantee either one of them would have gone up, but they both beat the Welsh teams. And to your point, you had three different ways to do it. You win the league, you come in second, or you win the playoff, and Brentford just couldn't get it done. 
Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Brutal game. Now, the other thing I wanted to bring up, the reason I wanted to bring up the proximity was how much more fun would that game have been if all of West London, West London's second and third biggest club, because I'm pretty sure Chelsea's the biggest, um, West London's second and third biggest clubs would have been having a field day inside of Wembley Stadium. Instead, you get nobody. What? Yeah. It would have been great. And that's one of the things that I do love, um, you know, because there's only so many games a year that they play at Wembley. Even when Tottenham was using it as home stadium, they could only have so many home dates. Um, I like the fact that they keep it special. It reminds me of, you know, whether you're talking high school football, Massachusetts, and you're playing your Super Bowl at the, um, at you know, at Foxborough or high school hockey playing at the Garden. You know, it still gets that excitement like you're a kid that you get to play at Wembley. And I, I think it's really cool that they do it. And it, it would have been a great atmosphere. Yeah, it would have been amazing. And that, I mean, again, it, it, it's 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 still amazing. It's an amazing accomplishment for, for Fulham, you know, to kind of bounce back up, which is great. So you f- you feel like next year is a is a good chance to stay up? Yeah, I think they'll be a middle of the table team. I think they'll spend the money to get what they need. I like it. Uh, all right, let's see. Really quickly before I let you go, because it's an, it's a rapid reaction show. You mentioned to me that the NHL bubble, the playoffs have started, the qualification games for the top four seeds in each conference have started. You like what you see so far, and is it going to work out? Because the bubble is a good idea. What, what do you think? Um, it's going to work out. The round robin games, so the top four teams that are technically already qualified for the playoffs, have lacked a little bit of intensity. Yep. Um, the actual play-in games have been great. Uh, play's been a little sloppy. Carolina and the Islanders both play the worst brands of hockey I've ever seen. They're not fun to watch. And at the end of the day yesterday, 24 of the 27 games had gone under on the over-under line, which was a, a, a fun fact. Um, wow. Just tells me that even though the guys are in shape, their hands and their timing is just off right now. Yeah, but the good news is, I mean, like, to your point, they're getting some games in, especially the top four teams in each conference. You know, there's a there's a jockeying for position going on. And I think the best thing is, is, you know, whether you're first seed or fourth seed or even eighth seed, honestly, all the games are being played in one place. So there's no home field. There's no travel. There's none of that home ice stuff. So bottom line is you just want to be playing your best hockey and be, being healthy, right? I'm actually rooting for chaos. I want Pittsburgh to get knocked out and then the anomaly be that they get the number one pick overall. So then Lafreniere will be playing with uh, Crosby and Malkin. You would see the NHL's fans' head explode. We like that. We like chaos. We like that. By the way, just so you know, I'm not sure if you heard, uh, I've decided to. Dis- I've decided that when we talk about sports and the freestyle, we're going to call it the sports jerks, and that's um, sports with a Z. Um just so you know, there was a TV show in the 90s called The Sports Jerks with sports and jerks spelled correctly. There was a podcast that last produced an episode in 2006 called The Sports Jerks where jerks were spelled with a Z. So I decided to make it sports with the S at the end of sports as a Z. And we're the only game in town, everybody. Sports Jerks it is. Sports Jerks will jerk you around. Pretty much. Sports Jerks, by the way, you, you'll be our, our NHL guy. All right, I'm, am I still the lawn and um, uh, yes, lawn and, still lawn garden. still lawn garden sports, country club sports guy. And by the way, tennis is back, WTA's tour, playing in Palermo, Italy. So we're gonna have to get you out for some of that action as well as the summer goes on. I'll, I'll 
I'll be ready to go. I like it. All right, Andy Maslin, congrats to you and the Lily Whites of Fulham Football Club. Craven Cottage is going back up. Congrats again, my man. Hope you enjoy it. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon.